If you are a heart worker, if you are a compassion worker, you could be burnout prone. It is easy for you to slip back into that cycle, even doing purpose work. In today's episode, I sit down with entrepreneur, executive coach, and educator of 20 years, Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. She says, She's here to get us beyond the burnout. Are you a coach, consultant, author, speaker, or a service-based entrepreneur of any kind? Are you tired of just talking about launching the thing or serving the people and ready to finally pivot and do the thing that you were uniquely called to do? If you're sick and tired of just being interested and truly ready to commit in order to get the answers you need to live the more you've been longing for, then join me for my free five-day challenge committed to the call. You can find out more at patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. If you know anything about my story, then you know I lost everything during the recession in 2008. It took me years to fumble my way through this online game so you don't have to. I'll show you how to stop fighting for a seat at the table and teach you the mindset and tools you need to build your own table and a matching set of chairs so you can help serve others. Head to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge because I believe you were created for purpose, with purpose, on purpose, and now it's time to stop running and answer the call on your life. We start August 9th and you need to be there. patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. Listen, if you are new here, you are in for a treat today. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Patrice Buckner Jackson. Here's what you need to know about why this conversation is so important. We are a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the original definition, the 12th century definition of wealth, which says it's about the condition of well-being. And I know that so many of us allow ourselves to get into seasons of burnout because we are chasing money. Again, we believe in chasing purpose, not money here. And this conversation is really going to get to the core. I'm super excited. This week, I'm highlighting my clients from purpose to platform my signature program. Uh, but Patrice Buckner Jackson was also in my Command the Stage program. And my goodness, when you hear her share her story, I just hope that it moves you to transform how you're treating yourself as you go through life, pursuing whatever career path you're on and trying to build wealth. I truly, truly hope and pray that this just allows you to look at it from a different perspective. Before I jump into Patrice's, it's so weird to say Patrice over and over again. <laughs> but before I jump into Patrice's bio, I do want to let you know that this episode is being brought to you by my five-day challenge. Super excited about Committed to the Call. Yes, 
We all have a call on our lives. I truly believe that. And next week, all week, Monday through Friday, August 9th through August 13th, every evening at 7 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to be taking you through the difference between purpose and passion, how to know when it's time to answer the call, what do you do when you answer the call, and how can you truly take your God-given gifts and monetize them in the marketplace in a way that feels authentic and genuine and just right for you. I'm breaking it down all next week. And if you know me, there's no fluff. We are going straight for it. We're going to get straight to it. So head to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge to register. It's completely free. Patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Would love to have you there each and every time. We have thousands of people and the reviews, the testimonies that come out of that challenge just always take my breath away. And so I really want that for you as well. PatriceWashington.com forward slash challenge. Now, Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson, lovingly called Dr. PBJ by her community, is an educator for over 20 years, an executive coach for more than 10 years, and a transformational speaker. She is the creator and host of the Heart Work with PBJ podcast, where her mission is to disrupt cycles of burnout for people who do their work from the heart. Dr. PBJ believes she is called to serve heart workers, those who struggle through overwhelm, burnout, and compassion fatigue. She empowers her community to do the work they are called to do without sacrificing everything that means most to them. This is so good. Lean in. Without further ado, here's my client, my girl, Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Patrice. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored and so excited to be talking to you today. You are officially the first other Patrice to be here. (laughs) That is so funny. You know, I have never met so many Patrices before I became a part of your programs. Now I know so many awesome Patrices. It's awesome. Well, I hadn't either. I didn't know. And you guys all came at the same time, same group. I'm like, okay, Patrice G, Patrice P, PBJ. But we affectionately get to call you PBJ, which yeah. I love, Dr. PBJ. So you, since you started with mentioning being a part of the groups, I have to hear how you first found me. Oh, so I found you on YouTube. You were being interviewed, I think, by AO. And I said, uh, who who is this beautiful woman with my name? What is going on? (laughs) And I listened to Patrice and you started talking about giving God something to bless. And I haven't stopped listening to you since. Oh, wow. So AO is Anthony O'Neill over on the Dave Ramsey Network. And that was such a wonderful, wonderful conversation. He's a great guy. So shout out to AO. Thank you for bringing me PBJ. Yeah. Um, so what was the thing that that really just connected you? What made you feel like I could be someone who could support you in your own journey? Mm-hmm. Your authenticity the truth and honesty that comes with you. So after hearing you on that podcast, I immediately started subscribing and downloading your podcast and every single episode, there's not a miss. Every single episode is a hit to some place in my pillars, some place in my life, in my heart. It just feeds me every week. And I am always willing and ready to honor when I can be fed. 
Mm. So that's why I'm just connected. I'm I'm here. I'm a purpose chaser. Honey. <laughs> yes. Come on, purpose chaser. So, you know, Dr. PBJ, you have just this really extensive background in higher education. Tell us more about yourself, because, I, you know, when I meet women like you, you're so incredibly accomplished. I have to be honest. Sometimes I'm like, well, what what do what she want with me? What can I do to help? people like Dr. PBJ. And that's my own, that's my own stuff. And this is why I always share with you guys in Purpose to Platform and in any of the programs, I'm like, okay, you keep pushing because I'm showing up even with my own limiting beliefs, even with the stuff that I'm working through. And so I know what's possible for you, but so many of the clients, I mean, y'all got more degrees than I do. So let me tell you about these degrees and all of that. So yes, I've been in higher education for 21 years. I've been coaching faculty and executives for more than 10 years. I'm in ministry, all the things, all the things, feeling like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, I'm serving every day, giving my all, doing all the things, accomplishing, getting the degrees, and it almost took me out. It almost took me out. Patrice, I'll never forget the day. It was August 2019. I remember driving in the rain to work. I remember parking in that parking space with my name on it, getting out of that car, walking through the building. Good morning, hugging people. How y'all doing? How was your evening? It was all I could do to get to my office. In that nice little corner office that I worked 20 years to get to, I closed that door and I crumbled. I remember bracing the edge of the desk just so I could hold myself up because all I wanted to do was crawl under that desk and lay in the fetal position. I was done. I had nothing else to give. I felt trapped. I needed to leave. I needed to get out, but I couldn't leave. Because if I opened the door, there would be a student who had a need or a staff member who had a question or a colleague who just wanted to chat for a few minutes. And here's the thing. I taught everybody that I could be all things to all people. And they believed me. They believed me. So I was burnt out. I had compassion fatigue. I just couldn't give another day. I couldn't do it. My health was crazy. I had lost relationships. I was concerned about my own marriage. That was it. I walked away from that job. I quit my six-figure job with no other income. Went home because I knew at that point it was either me or everything else. And for the first time in my life, I chose me. I chose me. For the next five months, I spent time studying what got me to this place and how do I get out of it. And the blessing that came from that is now I have the honor of serving other heart workers. I call my community heart workers, people who work from the heart, who give your all for everybody else, but sometimes we fail to refill the tank. I serve heart workers and I encourage them to start with you. You can't worry about your people and your tasks and your things without starting with you, because if you do, your life will always be run by other people and your tasks. So we've got to know our values. We've got to know our energy, our motivation, our purpose, our priorities and our sacrifices. You got to know that for yourself. And if you can identify those, then we can disrupt cycles of burnout. 
so that we can do our work from the heart and still also live the life that we desire and that we deserve. Mm. Deserve. Come on, Dr. PBJ. Yes. Oh, you said so much there. I remember in Purpose to Platform when you first mentioned compassion fatigue. And I had never heard that term before. And I'm sure someone else was like, whoa, that's, that's, I think that's hitting something, but I don't know completely what that means. Can you go a little deeper with that? Absolutely. I want you to think about the minister who walks away from ministry or the teacher who can't imagine showing up in the, in this classroom one more day or the social worker or the counselor. Compassion fatigue is when we have given out so much to other people that we are now taking on the consequences of their life circumstances. So it's not even your stuff. You are carrying the burdens of other people's lives and you've taken it on so long that it is having a direct impact in your own life and it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to somebody else. I remember when my therapist used something similar with me. Um, We were having a conversation about boundaries Mm -hmm. and here I am. I speak about boundaries on the podcast and you know, because you, you were in <laughs> purpose to platform and command the stage. I talk crazy. So I talk a lot about professional boundaries. I didn't realize how weak my, some of my personal boundaries were. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how I kept picking up other people's baggage. So because I don't lend money, you know, people don't necessarily come to me for, you know, can I borrow some money? Cause they got my scripts years ago. So they know not to do that, but like some other things where I was allowing myself to just be inserted. And my therapist gave me that visual. She's like, does that, does that luggage think of yourself in the airport? Would you walk by a bag that didn't that didn't have your name by it, or would you stop and be picking up people's bags? I'm like, well, of course, in the airport, you're not supposed to touch other people's stuff. You're only supposed to touch what you came with. She said, exactly. Mm. Don't touch, don't pick up other people's bags. You are allowed to walk by it the same way you do in the airport, and trust that if they don't get it, security's gonna get it. Somebody gonna get it, but you don't have to. Yes, that was so good. So sometimes when I'm dealing with you know things in my family, extended family. When I, I'm like, is my name on that bag? Nope, that's not my bag. And I'm, I'm learning more and more to just leave it. That's so powerful, Patrice. And it takes so much practice, especially when you do compassionate work, especially when you serve for the sake of purpose and not chasing anything else. It takes so much practice to learn where those boundaries are. Where are my lines? How do I serve but still leave you with your dignity and your stuff? How do I connect with you, but trust you enough that you're going to make the decisions that you need to make for your life? And I don't have to take on the responsibility of doing it for you. See, what I learned when I was set aside for five months is that even when I can't show up, the world keeps going. Oh, come on. I had convinced myself that everybody needed me. I have to show up because my students need me. My staff need me. My my people need me. And those folks had the nerve to keep on living when I wasn't there. 
They had the nerve to keep on going about their life. They kept breathing oxygen. They kept accomplishing their goals. They kept doing their thing. And I'm not saying that we didn't miss each other. There were good relationships there. But what I learned is it was less about people needing me and more about my need to be needed. And that is what I had to address. Let's get to it. Wait a minute. Because we say that nothing is ever just about what we think it is on the surface, right? When we are doing things, even with money, right? It's because it fills a void of some kind. It fills a void and it makes us feel good even in the midst of knowing it's wrong. So how did you unpack that? That discovery that, okay, this is not about them needing me. It's my need to be needed. How did you get to that point? It was honestly that realization when I started separating and stepping back from things and stopped jumping in as the fixer. I had to take that superhero cape off and recognize that it's not I I honestly didn't have it in me to fix anymore. I didn't have it left. I couldn't. And in that season where I could not act as the savior, act as the superhero, act as the counselor, act as the rescuer, I noticed that people kept going. They kept going. They kept going. And even my husband told me, he told he told me years ago, but he said, people give you their stuff and they leave feeling better and you're left carrying the baggage. So for days, you're carrying their stuff and they're off living their lives because they're better. So I had to practice, even when people bring things to me now, I practice not not speaking too soon, not jumping in too soon, not rescuing too soon. But maybe you just need me to listen. And that's all I'm going to do until you give me a cue that something else is needed and that I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Someone told me years ago, or I heard it somewhere that sometimes to help people, you have to stop helping. Because the other side of that is people don't even realize or recognize what they're capable of when we are so quick to jump in. You know, oftentimes someone asks you a question. If you just sit long enough, they'll answer it themselves. And you hear me say this all the time in our groups, right? What do I always say when someone asks a question and I'm like, are you are you asking that question? Because what do I say, PBJ? It's, do you want me to, do you want me to, you need me to validate you is what you're saying. Yeah. If you didn't answer, do you need me to validate you? Yeah. Is this a real question or are you just looking for, for validation? Yeah. 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 It's not a real question. You've already answered it. You just want to hear me say yes. You know, I watched you do that. I watched you do that to other people. And then one day you did it to me. <laughs> I, I can see it coming. I'm like, oh, she's about she, she's coming with it. She's coming with it. <laughs> and then before I knew it, it was my turn. <laughs> yeah. But it was perfect. It was exactly what I needed. Let me tell you, this, this is even a conversation that I've had to have with myself and the team over the last year as we've been evolving just how I coach. Because I I realized that I need to be needed. So I want to be so in it, but it's not possible to actually scale and to really like have the impact and not scaling just for the sake of income, because that's not it. Scaling, because when I see the results, I want to see more of that, right? Like when I see women coming in 
timid and leaving confident when people are coming in too scared to turn their camera off and now they're going live every day when they're coming in saying, well, I'm too scared to charge, but now they've launched a program and they're making money or, oh, I don't think I have a voice, but now you've launched a podcast that you're doing week. I want to, to amplify that. I want to see that expanded. And so I have to get out of the way. And one of the things I've been breaking down is this, like, it had to all be me. So in your version of P2P, we had six coaches. It was phenomenal. I used to, except for tech, no, except for tech. Tech was never my thing. Shout out to Coach Sandra. But I used to want to hold all of the spots, give you clarity, mindset, some of the faith stuff, just because that's naturally who I am. I wanted to do branding advice, all of the things. It's like, girl. You are one person, knock it off. And when I started to dismantle that need to be needed in the program and understand that it people are not coming here for me, they're coming for the results. They may be introduced to the idea because of me, but it's not about me. It's about the results that you can have on the other side, right? It's about you growing um, as a person, not just in your business, but as a person. And it's about the sisterhood that we create. I'm not, I can't do all of that alone. And I had to take myself out of it. And when it, when I did, oh my gosh. So we had all, we always get good results, but I think as we've evolved the program, it's just going to another level, but I needed to do that, which was the, the need to be needed. I needed to back up so that I could truly serve at a higher level. And let me tell you what that did for us. Because as a recipient of that kind of care, first of all, coming into the program, I'm looking at this wraparound care, right? Like everywhere I looked, everything I needed, there was not just a person, but there was an expert. There was a person specifically anointed, talented, skilled, knowledgeable to lead me in that area. So I literally felt like I couldn't fall. Like I, it felt like I was standing in this new place on this new ground, but everywhere I looked, I was surrounded. I was surrounded by strength. So I knew I was going to be well taken care of. I knew I was safe. I knew I was safe. But in addition to that, you showed me how to do it right. So you don't just tell me, this is how you scale. This is how you build. This is how you sustain your business. But you showed me, you practice what you preach. So now as I'm building, I know that it's it's more than just okay, but it is required. If I'm going to impact the lives that I'm called to impact, I'm going to have to bring people alongside me to help me do that. I'm so grateful. So grateful for the example. Mm, that makes me so happy. That really does make me so happy. So you came into P2P then after your season of burnout, really. So how was this a part of that recovery, if you will? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So it took it to another level. Oh, so when I came into P2P, Patrice, I knew I was supposed to be doing something but I wasn't clear on what that was. So there was a lot of frustration because I knew there was more. I felt it. I I was aware of it, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what to do about it. So I was frustrated. I couldn't find answers. 
I was watching hours. Hear me when I say hours of YouTube. Patrice, I wasn't sleeping. I was laying in my bed with headphones in, watching YouTube all night, trying to learn what to do. And through going through P2P, I'm here to tell you, these folks on YouTube are not telling you. Listen, they don't tell you. Okay, they're not, and and it's you know it's not enough time or whatever for whatever reason. I wasn't getting it. I wasn't getting it. It was just too much information, no forward movement, no progress. Nothing was happening. I was just stuck. I felt like a hamster on a wheel. I was exhausted, but going nowhere, going nowhere, and coming into P two P. The first thing you told us is trust the process. And see, I'm I'm an achiever. I'm a performer, right? I'm a performer. So let me tell on myself. The weekend before we started P2P, I put all of these big post-it notes on on the wall, and I had a whole business plan because I'm going to be ready when Patrice asked me. I'm that all of that went in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I I wish I almost wish I had come into P2P with nothing. Mm. It serves you no matter what you have. But as I was going through the process, I had so much to dismantle. I had so much to dismantle as I learned to trust the process and not perform. Patrice, you're not trying to impress nobody here. Listen, listen. I, I had to let go of the performance and literally just do exactly whatever the challenge was do exactly whatever the homework was. And it was such a shift for me because I'm so used to, I got to be better. I got to be stronger. I got to stand out. I got not in P2P. I could just be, I could just be and follow the process, trust the process. And it literally built everything that I'm living in right now. I didn't know what was in me. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had an idea. I had something in my heart, but I had no idea. I am well aware of what I bring to the table now, not in a prideful way, but in a confident way. I can serve confidently. I don't make apologies for what I bring now. I don't have to beg to be at the table. I know I bring value to the table. P2P did that for me. (sighs) And you're so powerful. Like I was telling you that just in listening to you talk, I'm like, every time you open your mouth, like I am so moved by you. And the thought of, it's like when people hear me talk about growing up, not feeling pretty and not necessarily feeling wanted and all these things. And they're like, how can you, it's like, look, cause I did. And I I was convinced and you couldn't, no matter what you said to me in that time, I could not receive it. I couldn't receive it, right? Now, if someone says, oh, oh, you're pretty or something, I'm like, oh, thank you. And there's still no big head, but I don't need to like shrink because I'd I'd be so like, what? What are you saying? Why would you say that? Or And then I would think it was a joke or they were being mean and it was an undercover thing. I would go through all of these emotions. And so when I hear you, even utter the words that you may have lacked confidence before coming into P2P, I'm like, no, not you. Not you, Patrice. I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. I spent so many years trying to fit into somebody else's box, 
whatever people wanted me to be, I tried to be that. But here, I'm here to tell you, people don't know what they want. So they'll drive you crazy trying to be everybody's form of you. Mm. And in P2P, literally, I don't, I almost said, I don't know how you do it, but I know you're gifted for it. You're created for this. And not just in me, but my sisters, I watched, I watched you highlight, put a spotlight on that thing, that magic. I in each person, how in the world with with the number, and it wasn't a huge group, but still, I mean, well, it was a hundred of us, more than a hundred of us. And you put a spotlight on each person and what's on the inside of us. And that woman, that sister, that person could not see it. They could not see it. And it's almost like you hold up this big mirror and you say, come in, sis, come in. Let me, let me help you see this. Mm-hmm. Let me help you see this, that I was missing that. I couldn't serve anybody before P2P because I didn't know what I had to give. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I had to give. But now, and not only am I aware of it, I know there's a need for it. And I know I'm responsible for it. Mm, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And in being authentic and doing something that is so so naturally you, right? Do you think there's still a chance that you could get back into the compassion fatigue? Absolutely. (laughs) Without a doubt. Absolutely. That's why I call it cycles of burnout Uh because you might be in a season of doing okay, but if you're not careful, if you're burnout prone, like I am, If you are a heart worker, if you are a compassion worker, you could be burnout prone. It is easy for you to slip back into that cycle, even doing purpose work, because sometimes the good gets in the way of the great. So you got to be careful and make sure that, again, you start with you. You know what your values are because you really can't build a boundary until you know what's valuable to you, until you know what your non-negotiables are. You have to identify. And I always tell people those values will keep you safe. They'll Mm -hmm. keep you safe. I describe them like a stone wall around an ancient city. If you think about an ancient city, right, you didn't just roll up with your baggage saying, hey, I came to see my cousin. That's not how that worked. Okay, (laughs) there was a wall several feet high and there was a watchman on that wall and you were not getting in unless that watchman let you in. That's what knowing what your values are and building boundaries on top of those values. It keeps you safe. It keeps you safe. So you have to check yourself. Anytime you're bending or you're swaying, when it comes to your non-negotiables, when it comes to what you're not willing to lose, what you're not willing to spend, anytime you get shaky in that place, you got to wake up, pay attention and pull that back in order because you got to keep yourself safe. Mm. So in addition to the values and and just knowing Knowing your values, but knowing your boundaries and what that stone wall like is created out of for you. What are some other best practices for, I want to say avoiding cycles of burnout, but also maybe just recognizing because do like, what did it take? It took you going into that room 
into your office, not wanting to really talk to anyone, right? You had that defining moment in your office before you ended up quitting and, and moving on, right? But how do we recognize it and catch ourselves before we get to that moment? Yes. Yeah. So I call it a tell, T-E-L-L. We all have a tell, symptoms, if you may. And we have to be in tune to recognize what our symptoms are. So a few of mine, it was so rough that I would get home at the end of the day, make dinner, do whatever I needed to do. If I messed around and sat on a couch or sat on the side of a bed, I was gone. People talk about crashing. I literally crashed. Like my husband commented several times how it scared him that literally if I sat down, I was out. I was gone. My body was done at the end of the day. I had several health issues, several health issues. Critical relationships in my life were suffering. When it comes down to it, Rev J and baby girl, that's the center of my world. And they were feeling like they needed to make appointments to spend time with me because I was serving everybody else. So we've got to recognize what are those signs and symptoms? What's going on in your body? What's going on in your spirit? What's going on in your mind? And what's going on between you and the people that matter most to you in the whole wide world? Now, you can't measure it on everybody. But those people that are most significant to you, how are those relationships doing? And if we measure those things, then we'll know if we're really moving in a healthy way and serving well, or if we're going down, if we're going down hard. Mm, So good. I love that you mentioned listening to your body too, not just from a health perspective, but sometimes when I know I need to say no to more things. I start to feel a tightness in my throat, right? It's this like, okay, well, if you don't shut it down, your body going to shut it down. Like I, I remember one season where I needed to speak up for myself and I kept not doing that. I was, I was working with someone and it was just not a good relationship. And I knew in my spirit that I shouldn't be there. But in that season of my life, um, this is about mm, maybe 13 years ago now. But in that season of my life, I was definitely chasing money. We had just lost everything. And it was like, I got to do what I have to do. And I had that, like, I got to do what I have to do no matter what. And I was in a toxic work relationship and I wanted to speak up, but I kept shrinking and not doing it and not doing it and not wanting to rock the boat. And finally, my voice just, I woke up one day with no voice, no voice. Went to the doctor and they were like, okay, well, did you go to a concert? Were you yelling at a sports game? Like we, and I was like, Mm-mm. literally no voice. I think for like three and a half days. And it was Brandy Harvey, who's a friend of the podcast, one of my good girlfriends, uh, who said to me, I think that you lost your voice because you, you, you ain't been using your voice. Mm-hmm. Like use it or lose it. Yeah. And I ended up sending an email <laughs> to the employer at that time, just like, no, I just will not stand for this type of back and forth or the way that you're talking to me, the way that you make me feel, texting me with big letters, like no, no, and no, like all the no's. Girl, my voice was back the next day. I sent the email and the next day my voice was back. And that for me was always an example of 
Like I will never not use my voice like to speak up. And, you know, Gerald's gotten some of that because, you know, he didn't have he needed the voice (laughs) at one time or another (laughs) or just being in different scenarios where when I feel myself leaning towards let me not say nothing. I'm like, "Mm, use your voice. Use your voice because nowadays I can't afford to not have a voice for three or four days. That would definitely be detrimental. So now it's like, no, no, I'm going to use my voice. But that's always a great, that's one of my tells. Like I feel my my throat tightening up. I'm like, who am I not saying what I need to say to? Let me look through and focus on that. And think about this though. Think about your voice is the vehicle for your gift. Your voice is the vehicle for your anointing. So burnout and selling out always comes for what matters most to you. It always comes for what matters most to you. It makes so much sense that it happens in your voice because that's the main vehicle. That is the main vehicle for your gift. Absolutely. So if we consider what we're gifted in, what we're called to do, there's going to be a symptom connected to that thing because burnout will always come for what means most to you. Oh, that is so good. Ah, Burnout will always come for what means most to you. That is so good. And it's very in alignment with what we talk about all the time. Greatness requires you to expect resistance, right? That resistance is also going to just flare up in the very area, right, of what you are trying to do. And I always, you know, say in P2P that right before you're getting ready to launch something, don't be surprised if you get tested in it. And it's going to feel like resistance. But what it is, is an opportunity to practice what you preach. So you can't go out here and say, well, hey, hard workers, here's how you know, you move through cycles of burnout or you move through these things and then not have an experience where you need to use at least some of your method. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. But it's so good because it keeps you, one, it keeps you in, in tune, like in an alignment with what it is you're saying out there. First of all, it keeps you in integrity because why would you be telling people things that you don't actually practice? Yes. You know, that's a no-no in P2P. If you're going to tell people about it, right, mm-hmm. then you need to be using it. But it's also an opportunity to keep fine-tuning and tweaking and growing because none of us are ever like, oh, one and done. Right. I'm good. Like, mm, yeah, not so much. <laughs> Because that will make you perfect. And we know you're not perfect. It, yeah. You know, as long as you're alive, you have to keep growing and evolving in these tools or adding more tools to your arsenal to help you do what you do. Yeah, it's so true. I literally, you know, just opened up my Heart Work Academy. And before that, Patrice, I was hitting, I was hitting burnout hard. This was after P2P, after my whole shift and transition the whole thing. Um, and one of my P2P sisters, Suzette Verna, shout out to Suzette. But I called Suzette. Oh, no, Suzette texts me. She texts me, I need to hear from you. And I called her and just kind of let it go. She was like, ooh, burnout, burnout, burnout. <laughs> I could just hear her voice. <laughs> she said, ooh, burnout, burnout, burnout. But I'm so grateful, one, that you told us to expect it. Because if you hadn't, then I could have had thoughts of, see, I'm not good enough for this. 
I knew I wasn't supposed to be. How I'm going to help other people? And I'm struck. But I could cancel those thoughts because we had already had that conversation. That's right. That's we had right. Already had that conversation. And not only did we have the conversation, but I've got this built in community now. And people use community too lightly these days. They they use it too lightly. P2P gave me a sisterhood. Most of us have never met in person because of the pandemic. Oh, like, but it's coming. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot wait. I mean, there's I'm just gonna be a teary mess. I'm telling you now, because I cannot wait to put my arms around these women who prayed me through my husband's surgery. Yeah who called me when they felt me in in their spirits, when I was heading down burnout, who encouraged me, you got this. We see what's in you. Go do it. Go serve. I cannot wait. There's no drama. There's no foolishness. There's no competition. There's no competition. It is literally, people talk about safe place. P2P is a safe place. We don't play about our sisters. Mm -hmm. We don't play about our coaches. We mean this thing with everything in us. And it's in you because you attract these women. You attract these women. I love hearing, like, oh my gosh, I literally have chills hearing you talk. And I was, I'm here, sitting here thinking, I'm like, Suzette wasn't even in your P2P group. She was (laughs) Suzette was an alumni, right? So before you became an alumni, and that's the thing that I love too, is that sisterhood is so real. It just like everyone cross pollinates. Like, you know, sometimes I see people doing things together and I'm like, huh, I'm pretty sure she graduated in 2019. I see her working with someone who graduated in 2021, but that is so cool. Like that is the epitome of what I wanted to create. Like that was the vision. And when I think about it and you talk about you going to be a teary mess. Oh my gosh. When we all come together next year, we are doing a very special alumni retreat and bringing together uh, any P2P alumni sister that wants to come um, on an international trip. And man, I just, just thinking about it. I know. No. Just just thinking about it makes me full because P2P was born out of wanting a community, like wanting a genuine sisterhood. The way that you described it, no drama, no competition. Listen, if I need someone to cheer for me, at least I know I can come here. If I need someone to be like, girl, get it together. At least I know I can come here. At least I know I could get support and celebrated with no judgment and no extra stuff. And I see you guys and I just, it just makes my heart full. It flows from you. It makes my heart full. And you talked about, I have to, I have to ask you, so what all have you done? Because you just said you launched your Heartwork Academy. Tell me more about that Academy and what else you've done. And I know, because you're in command of stage. So I know that you also had a really, amazing opportunity recently. And I want to make sure that you share about that. Cause I know when I heard you, I was like, yes, she going to do that. And it happened. So, okay. Tell us what you doing. I could cry just thinking about it. So now P2P was 12 weeks. Okay. From having really nothing. I had a heart to serve, but I didn't know what to do. 
to at the end of P2P having a full-fledged business, podcast doing well. I had an ebook come out. My Facebook community has grown. So I have a free Facebook group, Heartwork Community. They are booming. I started the Heartwork Academy. Um, so it's a membership and we're just in our founders group now. So it's just an intimate group of us, but it, it sold out, Patrice. I set a limit and we hit that limit and I closed it. We I didn't sold- know that. Yeah. Yeah. It, and literally all the extra stuff that I thought I had to do before, none of that. I just followed the process, just followed the process and people connected and they know what they need. They know what they want. And here we are. So we're getting that going right now. I am getting speaking invitations from conferences to I was invited to my alma mater where I got my doctorate degree to be the commencement speaker for their graduate ceremony last week. It was the same university that my daughter graduated from that week. It's just, Ah. I'm getting emails and, and direct messages from not just the graduates, but their parents and their loved ones. Mm -hmm. Now about the speech. Um, One of the faculty members told me, he said, he said, I've been doing this for 50 years. He said, that's the best speech I've ever heard. I feel like this vision has been in my heart for almost a lifetime. And now I'm walking in it. It's literally happening. It's literally happening. So I'm just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And I'm pursuing purpose, I'm serving, but I have a full business. Like before the end of P2P, I had to get an EIN number. I had to get a bank account. Like I have a full business. I'm amazed. Ah, So proud of you. Grateful. Thank you. You're incredible. You're incredible. And oh my gosh, just the beginning. And now you're in command the stage. And I'm like, first of all, the way you told that story at the top of this interview, you know, my heart was like, yes. Oh my gosh. I knew the story and I still was like, mm hmm, mm hmm, yes, mm hmm, in the office. Don't want to open the door. Like all of that. I'm just watching you put it all together, PBJ. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Powerful. Thank you. This is what your programs do. This is this is what, and I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I've never been in a program before. I've never even considered being a part of a program. And now I'm spoiled. I'm done. Like, I don't know that. <laughs> I don't think I get, I don't, I don't even want one. Like, whatever you do next, I'll wait. Okay. Because I can't spoil this. I can't consume foolishness now Mm. I can't I can't it's got to be right oh my gosh I don't even know what to say (laughs) I didn't know you had never been in a coaching program first coaching program I learned the value of having someone to hold that mirror up and let you see what's in you um 
and also just iron sharpening iron. I mean, everything. You told me my uh, bio was too long. <laughs> so I changed it. My whole website has changed since P- P2P. But guess what? Before P2P, it wasn't getting nothing done. It was just out there. And now there's a hit after hit after hit after hit. And not just hits, but people who want to work with me. Yeah. I'm amazed. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. This so divine. I got to text Anthony O'Neill and say, thank you for having me on the show. So grateful for these YouTube algorithms and all the things, but I know that it's divine, right? So when people go, I don't know, I stumbled upon you on YouTube. It's like, no, you didn't stumble. (laughs) You think you stumbled. I think you were pushed, that you were nudged, that someone was like, hey, come on. We know who someone is. That The Holy Spirit was like, okay, here you go. I, I hear you. I hear you. I think one of the things that, you know, just to think about it kind of breaks my heart is that people will sit on the sidelines, right? So you found me through Anthony O'Neill. I believe that I probably opened P2P shortly thereafter. I don't, you couldn't have known me that long before coming, you know, into P2P. And some people will listen for years and years and years and go, mm, is it for me? I don't know. Mm, uh, mm, uh. What, like, what would you say to someone who is unfulfilled? They may be in cycles of burnout. They might be experiencing compassion fatigue. They may know that, you know, there's something more for them to do, but they're frustrated and trying to figure it out and they're unfulfilled. And they're just listening to these stories of women in P2P over and over again, thinking, oh, I would like that, but not me. What would you say to someone in that position? Why stay in pain? It's right in front of you. It's right in front of you. We continue to pray for what was already delivered. It's already there. It's already yours. Take a leap of faith, take a step of faith and just do it and do it for yourself. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time, do it for yourself. When I came into P2P, I had to do the payment plan before the end of P2P. I had paid off P2P and paid 100 percent for command stage because I had made money before the program was over. So what other excuse do you have? What's holding you back? This is going to be the thing. This is the key. This is the next step. This is the answer. Don't stay in pain. It's not worth it. Wow. So good. PBJ, before I let you go, I want to ask you the Redefining Wealth Rapid Wisdom questions. So you're going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind, okay? Okay. Today, Patrice Buckner Jackson, how do you define success? Freedom. Mm-hmm. How do you define wealth in three words or less? More than enough. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I'm with it. Okay. What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? It's an old book, um, but it was the first book that I actually read about money and business several years ago. Rich Woman by Kim Kiyosaki. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first book that opened my eyes to, oh, there are other options than a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll link to that. 
and fill in the blank. My name is, and to me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson. And to me, the truth about wealth is everything that I need is already given to me. Yes, indeed. Wonderful. This was so good. Thank you so much. Oh. I need you. I, I need this to land with you. I need you to know how grateful I am. I'm sure people tell you that all the time, but I really need you to know how grateful, how grateful I am. Patrice, everything in my life, everything in my life changed. I've been, even my weight, I've been struggling with weight for years, couldn't be consistent with anything. And you spark now because of purpose, weight is offensive to me now. Doing anything outside of staying on this journey to regain my health is offensive to me because I know I got work to do. All of that was through P2P. All of that. God just, I just need you to know I need you to know that your labor is not in vain. It's not. I know it's not easy. I understand. I know it costs. Believe me, I know it costs. It costs to do what you do, invest the way you invest, give the way you give, love the way you love. It costs. I need you to know that your labor is not in vain. There's seed all over this world that has come from you. That's amazing. Woo! What did you think about that? Oh my gosh. I love me some PBJ. She is just incredible. What a breath of fresh air. And this idea of compassion fatigue. Hmm. I can tell you that I have definitely been there where I know my heart is to give and serve and do all that I can to really like walk out this call on my life. But you have to know when to draw the line. You have to know when to set boundaries. You have to know when enough is enough. And I just love how PBJ supports heart workers like you and I. It's needed. Just because you're walking in purpose doesn't mean there's not going to be some pain. Doesn't mean there's not going to be Uh, you know, some of those moments where you start to question, is this really the gift? Is this really what I'm called to do? And I think that this conversation is so appropriate for what we'll be talking about all next week with the challenge. So again, come on over patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Come and join the Committed to the Call Challenge. It literally is going to, I pray, change your life. Like, yeah, that can happen. We've had plenty of people who've gone through it where that has definitely happened. They started to achieve things they didn't even realize, like goals that they have had for so long that they didn't even realize still matter to them and just really get back in alignment, which for me, you know, ultimately that's what it's all about. So patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. I'm making sure I say that right. Yes, patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. You can also talk about this episode. Dr. PBJ is actually Purpose Chaser. So she is definitely in the Redefining Wealth Facebook community. Come on over Show her some love, tag her, and tell her what you got from this episode. Bless her for the blessing she was today. I'll be back tomorrow with another one of our Purpose to Platform clients. 
uh, who has a phenomenal story and so much to share as well. And I can't wait. So until then, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.